Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, spiritual leader and CEO of Masters of Self University. Welcome to this episode of our podcast. I'm going to talk to you today about meditation. Um, I really want to dive into some of the misunderstandings, the misguided teachings out there regarding meditation. In our modern metaphysical teachings that are so prevalent nowadays, what really is lacking is true education about the things that we are throwing ourselves into, whether it's meditation, whether it's plant medicine, spiritual ceremonies. I mean, everywhere you go, everybody's so, you know, spiritual, oh, I'm awakening, which is beautiful and wonderful and fantastic. It is. Okay. There's no judgment here, but there is a grave mistake that many are making in in uh, modern metaphysical teachings. And that is a, a serious lack of, of deep understanding of practices and why you're practicing it. Why are you choosing to do a certain type of meditation or spiritual practice? Where is the deep understanding, the education behind what it is that you're doing, why you're doing it? what the process is and how that process, even something as simple as meditation, how that affects your mental, emotional bodies, your physical body, your energetic bodies, your subtle energy bodies, your energetic fields. We are really lacking in our education regarding this stuff. We are haphazardly moving through, you know, plant ceremony after plant ceremony and, and this spiritual practice and that spiritual practice. And a lot of things are happening, which can actually cause long-term damage. Now, that's not to, you know, over-sensationalize things or like scare you, over-dramatize anything. It's the truth when we get so stuck and we want to heal and we want to evolve and we want to elevate, but we're doing it in ignorance. We are doing it in ignorance, complete ignorance. We lack the deep study that of something as simple as meditation, we lack the deep education and the study behind it and the different methods and the different types of meditation and the effect that those have on our mental emotional state. We just assume all meditation is, you know, slightly varied, but for the most part the same. And they all have this really beautiful, magnificent effect and everybody should meditate. Well, that is so watered down so watered down. And it is, um, it's actually an unhealthy way to move forward when you actually dive into a practice. So let's start to talk a little bit about the two main types of, of meditation. Now there's all different types. There's all different labels of meditation. They are not all the same. Um, but what I want to teach you and offer you here today is no matter what type you use visualization, um, like transcendental meditation, the uh, beingness, the observe, becoming the observer, stilling the mind, quieting the mind, all these different types of meditations, whether they have a formal name, formal label to them or not, all of them fall into two 
types of category. Okay. There's only two types of meditation that exist, no matter what it's called. And that is receptive meditation. And that is active meditation. Okay. Receptive and active. Receptive meditation is based more in the energies of divine feminine. That's divine feminine energy, receptive, right? You're open. That is the meditation, any meditation type that falls into the category of quieting the mind, becoming the observer, trying to become very still and function in stillness. When you are seeking the space, the gap between thoughts, and as thoughts arise and try to interfere, you just observe the thoughts. You don't try to do anything with them. You are the observer and you're trying to create bigger and bigger gaps in between your thought forms. And you're trying to create that level of presence, that level of stillness. This is a receptive meditation. Active meditation, and by the way, that is mostly... Um, in ancient times and throughout history, those forms, that form of meditation um, and varying forms that fall into that category of receptive meditation, you know, basically stem from the East. More Western uh, methods and forms of meditation, including like transcendental meditation, for the most part are used in the West. And those active forms of meditation are more of a masculine energy. They have more of a masculine energy to them because it's to take action. It's things like visualizing. I mean, there are forms of meditation that coaches will use with professional athletes, with athletes, just to give a simple example, visualize the goal, visualize the outcome, visualize yourself doing it. Even when we try to manifest things, it's um, based in forms of types of meditation. You know, um, think about what you want, See yourself as already having it. It's all this visualization stuff. So it's a very active form of meditation. It's a, it's a masculine form of meditation. Now, understanding that allows you to understand, we're going to go a little deeper. So these two main categories of meditation that we fall into, depending on what type of meditation we're trying to um, involve ourselves in or practice, you can understand something. First of all, neither one of them is right. Neither one of them is wrong at all. There are pros and cons to each though, because in throughout history, we have been taught when we take the receptive uh, meditation approach. So people that come from those traditions and teach that tend to then also teach, uh, renounce things, become nothing. You are nothing. Everything is an illusion, right? You've heard these teachings, these spiritual teachings, where um, everything is an illusion. The whole world is an illusion. Now, this tends to, because it lacks balance, and you're, I'm going to dive into that in a moment, both types of meditation, going completely into receptive meditation or going completely into an active form of meditation and taking that on as your practice, the drawback to that, to either one, is um, you, you start to evolve into distortion because they are polar opposites of each other. There are a tremendous amount of benefit um, that one can have and achieve and experience in their life 
when they involve themselves in active meditation, they pursue active meditation. Absolute beautiful, magnificent benefits to that. There are magnificent, beautiful benefits to receptive meditation. Okay. You understand now why in the West, the people from the West, like in, in the United States, tend to go more towards the active. I want to focus on one thing. I want to repeat something in my mind over and over. I want to visualize something. Um, that's because we are completely addicted to mind because we can't get still. We can't quiet the mind. Of course, we're going to gravitate towards, I want to think about something over and over and over again in order to achieve it and manifest that in my life or achieve that outcome energetically because I'm, I'm meditating on it, that we are so addicted to mind, like we can't be still, we can't quiet the mind. And that's why we tend to go more towards the active forms of, of meditation, like transcendental or visualizing or whatever. Um, understand the drawback to that. It actually reinforces a lot of mind activity, that type of meditation. It keeps you trapped in mind. It doesn't allow the mind to actually quiet enough and become purely still, which means you're not in an open, receptive, divine feminine energy, which means you're out of balance. So these are kind of polar opposites from each other, these two categories of the way that we meditate, uh, meditation practices, that they fall in these two polar opposites. Here is the challenge. People who come from that receptive, as I was mentioning before, they tend to claim that everything is an illusion. The whole world is an illusion. Your life is an illusion. Those teachings have become distorted, misunderstood, and then mistaught over time because they're out of balance. They don't have balance. Why don't they have balance? Because they have no masculine energy in those teachings or not none, but close to none. The receptive meditative teachings do not have balance because they lack the active and vice versa. Active forms of um, pursuing, visualizing, act, take action, take action, do, do, do. It lacks the balance of the receptive stillness, beingness, observer, okay? One of the things that I teach that I have created in all of my coaching programs at Masters of Self University, in all of the programs built in to all of the coaching programs that our certified mystical life coaches take you through the evolution of our program include, it is built in balance. You have both. You have feminine energy, you have masculine energy, the balance of both. So let's talk about the receptive and active. Well, can I just do either one? Can I just do whatever I want to do? Can I just do whatever the hell I want to do in life? Well, not if you want to be in balance, not if you want to elevate to the highest level of consciousness possible, then no, it's not about what you want to do. It's about understanding the deeper teachings and the deeper truths to something like meditation. There's way more to it than a lot of people are taught in modern day metaphysical teachings. And we are really lacking in the educational piece. Okay. So again, in our coaching programs, all of this is built in to create balance of one's self, balance of one's soul with their human self, because we are both, we are not one or the other. We are not only one thing. We are not just a soul. We are actually human too. We are a divine soul having a human experience. So it's actually not accurate at all. The teachings that have been very distorted over the centuries that 
everything is an illusion. Our, those teachings are so surface level and superficial nowadays that the, the real deeper definition of that, the deeper teachings of those have been almost completely lost. They've been distorted over the years, over the centuries. So understand something that illusion comes from your egoic mind. You are experiencing a reality. This is reality. Being on planet Earth is a reality. It is real. You know, going through your divorce or the healing of your car accident, that is a reality. That is a real thing that you are moving through. Your consciousness, your soul is experiencing that, having that experience through your human self. That is a divine soul and a human self experience both are experiencing that, okay? So the misunderstanding or the mistaught nowadays teachings of everything is an illusion. It, we have to go way deeper than that. It isn't accurate. You are here having an experience and it's real. It's a real experience. Where we get distorted in our understandings of these teachings and even the people who teach them, by the way, are the fact that um, people who embrace solely in this polarized form of receptive teachings, receptive meditative teachings, everything is an illusion. You don't need to be here on earth. You need to renounce everything. You need to give everything up and just be become the beingness, the presence of who you are in oneness, your divine self. You're going back to source. You need to renounce absolutely everything that is your human self, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those are those teachings. Here's what is lacking and why these teachings are way out of balance. And by the way, never misunderstand. It doesn't mean that these teachings are a bunch of bull crap. You shouldn't do any kind of meditation like that. You shouldn't listen to any of these teachings ever at all. Do not misunderstand. I'm taking you deeper and offering a deeper level of education regarding these teachings because they're out of balance. My job, my role as a spiritual leader today is to bring humanity and those listening and willing to learn back into balance. You cannot be in balance if you don't first understand how you are creating out of balance in your energy system, in your life, in your soul, in your humanness, how you're creating distortion by following only one specific method and that is it. This is the be all end all of all methods is to just do this, just meditate. First of all, let me digress for just a moment. Everybody listening, just because you have a meditation practice, if you do meditate, doesn't mean you're, you're automatically healing everything inside of yourself. I've got to clear that up right now. So people, even gurus out there that are very famous and have brought a lot of beautiful things to the world. Their teachings bring a lot of beautiful benefit and beautiful things to the world. It isn't that they don't, but even those out there that are just like, the answer to everything is meditation. That's a bunch of shit. It's not. That's not the answer to everything. These teachings go way deeper than that. It's not, you don't just meditate for an hour every day and all your problems are going to heal and dissolve. All the things you carry inside of your energetic fields, your unhealed traumas, the things that are really ingrained in there don't just poof, disappear because you decide to start meditating for an hour a day. They don't heal like that. That's not the way it works. So don't be misled and don't misunderstand. Okay. 
Now, when you, and, and again, don't misunderstand, like meditation is worthless and you shouldn't do it. Meditation is amazing, but we need to go deeper and understand the different types and how they benefit and why they benefit and how they, how it doesn't, how it brings us into distortion and takes us out of balance. Okay. I'm here to teach you how to get grounded and be perfectly in balance with your soul self and your human self integrated in oneness so that you can elevate to the highest levels possible. You really can walk the path of enlightenment if you learn this stuff. Okay. So when you're, when you follow one path, like in the receptive meditative teachings, those ancient practices, which again, offer incredible benefit. Of course, we need to become still. We need to get out of the addiction of our minds. Our minds are crazy. Of course, we need to slow down the thinking, have our mental programs that run, not be so forceful and on autopilot and take us over. So yes, we need to still the mind. We need to become the beingness of presence. Very beneficial, beneficial in a million ways. However, here's the distortion part that the only thing you ever need to do is sit in openness, presence, and receptivity, and then not live your human life. There's a lot of drawback, a lot of negative side effects to, to that. All right. So for example, anybody who goes and meditates on a mountain for 30 years can get a fucking clue over time. I mean, let's get real. Who can't get a clue if you're going to meditate for every day, all day, your entire lifetime? you're going to get a clue about some things. You're going to feel peaceful. There are going to be things energetically that transform and change within you. However, take that same person and go to the DMV. <laughs> How are you going to handle what goes on when you have to renew your driver's license? Okay. Like, how are you going to handle that? You're not. You're not going to bring your peacefulness, your tranquility, well, hello, you're sitting on a mountain meditating. It's very easy. It's not that hard to find some peace when you're in nature. Give me a break. It's not a huge accomplishment. Bring that peacefulness, that stillness into your everyday life as a human. Going to the grocery store when you're stuck in traffic. When challenges come your way. When you're going through a test of initiation. Where is your peacefulness, your stillness, your presence then, right? The whole point of gaining the skills of an open, an open, receptive, peaceful beingness of you that is in presence, the whole point of that is to be able to actually move through your human life as that. When you die... And your, your body is no longer, and your soul, the formless version of you, the formless you, the non-physical you, carries on. That part of you that carries on as a formless being, going back to different planes and different realms and going back to source, and we won't get into all that today. It can be very complicated and confusing. But that physical, that non-physical part of you, right? If the only thing you ever, your soul ever wanted to do was get back to its original source, its original creator to source of the creator of all that is, you wouldn't be in human form. <laughs> you are, 
You are actually in human form to live a human life, to have human experiences. Your soul chose this. So it is a distorted, completely misunderstood teaching to only be in human form in order to give up all your humanness. It's a distorted, misunderstood teaching. Sorry, but it is. It is. So because it's a distorted, it's become a distorted teaching, misunderstood teaching over the years, we now in our massive global, you know, shift in consciousness, this, this challenge to truly transform humanity and raise our level of consciousness and create a new golden age of harmony. We are being challenged to do that and really wake up for real, not just this pretend spiritual bullshit a lot of people do. And by the way, which this receptive, when you go really to that extreme without balance of the active of masculine energy, when you go to that extreme, I mean, what, what are you bringing to the planet? What good are you in doing anything? What are you offering to others? What are you offering to the planet? It doesn't mean you're offering nothing. So don't get confused. Really sit in your heart, open your heart and take all of this in. There's a lot of layers to this. doesn't mean you're offering nothing. I mean, for crying out loud, you're offering openness, receptivity. You're, you're offering peacefulness. You're offering stillness, presence. Those are beautiful divine gifts to offer. What else are you offering in your everyday life if the only thing you're doing is renouncing your humanness? Then you're denying your human form. That's not what you're here to do. It's not what your soul is here to do. Your soul is here to have a human experience. So let's flip now to the polar opposite, the active forms of meditative practices and teachings that over visualization, everything is being kind of keeping you in your mind. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to visualize, 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 focus, focus, focus on what I want. I'm going to create that. I'm going to achieve that. I'm going to bring that into my life. I'm going to manifest that. So those practices are really enhance all of the masculine energy, which, I mean, let's get real. We don't need more of that on the planet. We actually are so out of balance there, which by the way, is part of the reason why the openness, the receptivity, the divine feminine practices that some people take to extremes, why they've taken them to extremes. We've actually really needed them because we have been so predominantly in masculine energy to such a distorted and toxic level on the planet for so long. We needed these people to go to the far polar opposite extreme of this. We needed it in order to help to some degree, at least attempt a little bit to balance out the energies that were so out of balance for so long. So people go to extremes in order to help balance the energies on the planet so that we don't completely self-destruct. It's slowed down the self-destruction. We've, we are self-destructing. We all know that. Um, our planet is dying. We're a mess. You know, animals are becoming extinct left, right, and center. And we've made a real mess of ourselves because we've been so out of balance. It's time to come back and learn the teachings, the spiritual teachings that create harmony, that create balance. Okay. And how do we do that? We start here. We start by learning something as simple as the meditative practices that I use, that I choose, that I want to explore, understanding the deeper meaning of them being educated in them so that you can make wise choices and you can actually become more balanced in your energies 
understanding what is it that you need. I don't care what you resonate with. That actually doesn't mean shit. That's preschool teaching. Only do what you resonate with. That's immature. That's arrogance. That's laziness. That's entitlement. Oh my God. Like we need more entitlement on the planet. No more of that crap. Grow up. It's time to grow up. It's not about what you resonate with. It's about what you need. Be the observer of yourself. Awaken to that acute level of self-awareness. What is it that I as an individual need? Well, if I'm addicted to mind, oh, I want to visualize, visualize. I can't still my mind. Well, what do you think you need? You need the open receptivity meditative practices. You need those tools. That is what you need and that's what you need to pursue because that's what's going to pull you and create balance energetically within you and help be one of the methods that brings you into harmony within yourself. If you're in harmony within yourself, you eventually can help harmonize around you, other people, your environment, right? If you are one of these that are so in the receptive and you can just spend six hours a day in nothingness and stillness and in presence, well, you kind of need the opposite. You resonate with that because it feels blissful and wonderful and magical and amazing when you're there. But what else are you doing on to be a productive member of society? What are you doing for your human life or your relationships actively engaging in? What are you creating there? Are you just being lazy? Right? Oh, because it feels so good. I'm in presence all the time. You're procrastinating doing your taxes because you're not taking action because you're not visualizing the things that you need to visualize in order to get up, be inspired and take action on certain things in your life or in your relationships in order to better them, to heal them, to heal yourself. I'll just sit and meditate all day. Well, that's kind of the lazy way out sometimes, right? So how are you enhancing the things that you are lacking in yourself? How are you healing the things in yourself, the programs, the old traumas? How are you taking action to actually heal them on an energetic level, on the deepest levels possible when you're just sitting around like, no, I'm just in peace all day. You're out of balance. If you're not inspired ever to take action on certain things, guess what? You are out of balance. That's a sign of being out of balance. It's time to balance ourselves and live in balance. So I want you to picture two circles, two circles that cross over in the middle and overlap each other in the middle, all right? That middle part now that creates like that egg shape almost, that center part is the balance. That's the central balance point. It represents an energetic balance that we're meant to achieve, okay? Um, and the other sides of the circle, if you pull them apart, you can only go one or the other way. You can only go in one direction or follow that path over there, but that takes you out of balance, okay? So where do you need to add one or the other in your life in order to start to bring yourself into harmony, in an energetic balance, in balance between masculine and feminine. If you had way too many masculine characteristics and masculine energies and it's distorted, that needs to be healed and pulled back into balance. How do you pull that back into balance? Acute level of self-awareness and you add in the feminine. 
and vice versa is also true. Okay. So understanding that even in your pursuit of like spiritual awakening or spiritual practices or meditative practices, just, you know, fumbling around in the dark blinds, like the blind leading the blind out there, there's not enough education. People don't spend years of their lives, you know, diving in and really embracing a level of education that come from ancient traditions, ancient teachings, coupled with upgrades. What is appropriate today? Because the other drawback, if you are relying only on ancient traditions, only on ancient methods that have been around for thousands of years, it doesn't mean there are not beautiful things to pull from those that are appropriate for today, but not all of those teachings are appropriate for today. I mean, that's just common sense. Wake up. We have to wake up to that. It isn't about bringing back all of the ancient traditions, um, all of the ancient teachings and, and spiritual traditions and start doing all of what we did in ancient times today. And that's the appropriate thing to do. That's ridiculous. That's like saying we should bring back laws that were appropriate 200 years ago. They're not appropriate today. We live in different times. We're different humans. We're different beings. We have evolved. So old laws don't apply. It doesn't even make any sense. And it is the same for spiritual practices. There is a combination, a balance that needs to happen with old ancient teachings that are beautiful and wonderful and should be honored. Absolutely. So some of those aspects of those teachings, some aspects of those teachings need to be brought, for, all of them can be honored, but not all of them should be used today because they're not appropriate anymore. We're evolving. We've evolved a lot. We are in a massive global transformation and human evolution right now. Every single thing from ancient times is not appropriate today. Doesn't apply at all. Some of those teachings don't apply. All right. And so I'm pointing out the two groups, the two main categories of meditative practices, receptive and active, because following only one path or one type is exactly what is not appropriate anymore. It pulls us out of balance. We are evolving into humans that are meant to come into harmony, meant to come into balance, to create a new global, a new golden age of harmony, this global transformation we're going through that we are experiencing and moving through, we are meant to create a new golden age of harmony. You can't be in harmony if you yourself are out of balance. If you yourself are out of balance, what you create in this world will be out of balance, which means you're creating more energies, more systems, more practices, more teachings that are out of balance. We can't have that anymore. It is time to come into balance, into harmony. First with me, myself, and I, and then with others in my close um, community, my loved ones, my friends, the people I interact with, and then you spread it out wider and you expand it wider and you become, while you are in harmony with yourself, you become more harmonized with others in a more expansive spread out way. Okay. So understanding that I just want to try this type of meditation or that type understand what it is that you are actually energetically creating in your body. Because you might be practicing one type of 
uh, meditation or, or, or a spiritual practice and you're actually creating more and more distortion and you don't even have any awareness of it. You're bringing yourself more out of balance. You're polarizing yourself in one direction and how that is going to show up in your life unfortunately is not always blatant and apparent for a while. It can be um, non-detectable for a while, very subtly things shift and change almost to the point where you don't even recognize or identify that it's happening until suddenly you have some crisis or some major trauma or some major negative, you know, scary, challenging event that happened. And you're like, well, how the hell did this happen? Where did this come from? This is so confusing. I am more spiritual. I've been practicing peacefulness. I've been practicing whatever. And here I am totally stuck and I have no idea what to do. Or my relationship just crashed and burned. Never saw that coming. What the hell happened? I'm so confused. And part of what is happening to some people out there is they're diving into certain spiritual practices, following people who don't have the right, a deep enough level of education in this or awakening in this stuff. They just want to be fucking influencers. Stop following those goddamn people for crying out loud. You have to embrace education. It is critical. And here's one of the beautiful aspects that we need to bring forth and reignite from ancient spiritual teachings. I don't care if it's you're learning from Eastern teachings or what, where, what types of teachings you're learning from, because all of them have amazing, magnificent, beautiful aspects to them, by the way. Um, but one of the things to bring from them is the emphasis and the vital importance of education. These things were thoroughly, thoroughly and exhaustively taught in ancient times. The educational level of, of whatever practice, whatever practice, yoga, anything, the education was brought forth and taught. No one haphazardly just engaged in spiritual practices. No one haphazardly engaged in plant medicine ceremonies just because, oh, this will awaken me. It's so irresponsible. The deep education was offered. Practices were offered. Spiritual practices, methods were offered. You had to engage in. You had to show and demonstrate that you had knowledge, that you were gaining the wisdom, that you were integrating practices and the education first before you were ever allowed anywhere near a plant ceremony, for example. It wasn't something you just, yeah, I'm going to give that a try. Absolutely not. That's not honoring plant medicine and what it is here to teach you and what it's here to do. And for some of you, like, oh, I know all about it. I know what it's supposed to do. Yeah, you probably don't. You actually probably don't. Some forms of plant medicine, for example, are meant to expand your etheric body. It's meant to expand out your etheric body temporarily. Sometimes it can be have a permanent effect. But what most people don't understand, and this is where you hear the, oh, I had such a bad trip. I had a bad experience with, you know, ayahuasca or whatever it might be. Because you're not doing the practices that are meant to be done first before you ever go near a plant ceremony ever, ever, ever. So in ancient teachings, 
responsibility was taught with this stuff. Meditative practices, you didn't just suddenly start doing meditative practices. There was no such thing in, in ancient teachings. You were taught the purpose, the effect it would have on your energetic system, on all of your chakras, on your emotional state of being, on your mental state of being. This is a level of responsibility that we need to bring back and bring forth in order to understand what the hell we're doing instead of running around like chickens with our heads cut off in, and say we're spiritual, we're all awakening. It is ridiculously irresponsible and it is, it is just laced with ignorance. We are drowning in spiritual ignorance here. So I am inviting you to take a more responsible, deeper look at the practices that you are interested in and start to study and learn more deeply about them. Now, here's the challenge in that. Yeah, you can jump on the internet and look up anything you fucking want to. And guess what? You are not. Modern metaphysics doesn't have, generally speaking, it is close to impossible to find these deep level of teachings in anything that is modern metaphysical teachings. They, it is lacking in depth of education. It, it is. That's the drawback to it. That is unfortunate. And this is the challenge. It takes a tremendous amount of effort in order to actually understand what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. And I'm going to mention, I'm going to give you one more example. Kundalini awakening. A lot of people have the, what, what we call, often call kundalini sickness, really negative effects of kundalini awakening. And I get asked questions about this all the time. So I'm going to, I'm not going to dive too deeply into this right now, but I am going to mention it because I do get questions all the time. You know, why do people have negative effects or why is there such a profoundly negative effect for some people on their mental state? They can get into psychosis almost with a kundalini awakening. Their emotional body is very damaged. They can go to years of suffering. Well, it's because it's not taught well. We lack the education, that's why. So just to give the simple example, in a kundalini awakening, which some people pursue, which can be very dangerous when you don't have the education. Kundalini awakening is wonderful and, and beautiful. Um, but yes, it can have a very dangerous effect. And it has had on a lot of people. But the problem, why, is um, because people either, you can have a spontaneous kundalini awakening, partial kundalini awakening, can wreak havoc. Why? If your chakras are blocked, they are not opened, they are not cleared, they are not healthy. You haven't been focusing on healing enough at the deepest level possible. On an energetic level, all of your mental programs, emotional programs, your behavioral programs, your inner child wounds, if you are not focused on absolutely alchemizing all of that, but you want to go do practices that can trigger a kundalini awakening, that's where you're making uh, a grave mistake because you are putting yourself at risk for really, really a tremendous amount of harm to come to you. And that's not to, um, you know, over dramatize it or to scare you. Kundalini energy, that life force energy at the base of your spine, when you activate that, that, you know, it's often referred to like as a serpent because it's a coiled snake. That energy is like a coil. When released and activated, it flows up your chakra channels, right? So, 
that beauty, but it's a powerful, powerful, powerful energy. So that powerful energy, if there is any of your chakras that are filled with um, unhealed, uh, old unhealed traumas, for example, you have blocks in there. What can happen is it can divert the energy. Kundalini energy is not meant to go in any other of the side channels in your body because those channels can't handle that powerful energy. Literally, they cannot. Now you're going to have physical problems, emotional problems, mental problems. That's where you run into, into trouble. It's not about, oh, I just want to have a kundalini awakening. No, <laughs> I'm going to pursue this because I hear what this is and I, how amazing, how awakened you can become through this energy. So I'm going to try to have my own kundalini awakening. Well, that's dangerous and that's ignorant and it's stupid. It is just you're drowning in ignorance and you're putting yourself at risk. Don't put yourself at risk. Just do it the right way. It doesn't mean don't do it. It means do it the educated way. Educate yourselves. You have to have the first way of oneness is the way of responsibility. And that means I am responsible for educating myself in this practice that I'm going to pursue. Okay. So even in a Kundalini awakening, um, learning what some of the practices are when there's blocked energy or the energy is getting blocked, you could have severe, side, nasty, horrible side effects of this, of Kundalini awakening when you have blocks. However, when you do, when you learn simple practices because you've taken the time to educate yourself before pursuing it so that you are prepared in case something quote unquote negative happens, you then know what to do. And I'll give you one simple example. Okay. Because if anybody right now is listening to this and you actually have Kundalini sickness or you're suffering from, um, a partial Kundalini awakening, for example, one of the simple tools that you can do because the energy is a bottom up energy. Kundalini energy is a bottom up energy. And so what that means is, of course, it starts in the base of your spine. It moves up the channels, up the chakra column. Now, because of that, you often will have blocks immediately in the second chakra, in your sacral chakra. That right there is a piece of education. It's a piece of knowledge where if you understand just this one thing, you understand where a lot of people go wrong and have negative, dangerous side effects from a kundalini awakening because that's your chakra based in sexuality. Your sacral chakra is based in sexuality. It's all, everything related to sexuality is there. Well, look at our planet. Hello, uh, porn addiction, sex addiction. The mass of the other extreme is the mass of suppression that we do with sexuality coming from a lot of religions that you should be ashamed of sex and sexual practices. So we live in duality and polar opposites and so much blocked energy and unhealed stuff and shame regarding sex, anything related to that, is uh, built up and trapped in so many people, almost everyone's second chakra. And no, just because you're like, no, I have healthy uh, sexuality. I have sex all the time. And I have sex just because you're having sex and it feels good and you're enjoying yourself does not mean you don't have tremendous amount of blocked, unhealed, trapped energy in your sacral chakra regarding sexuality and sexual practices. This is where the lack of knowledge and the lack of education exists. And no, just because you practice Tantric sex doesn't mean that stuff is healing, by the way. Again, lack of education. 
Oh, just do tantrums. That'll heal everything. Not accurate. It isn't accurate. So when you understand that with Kundalini awakenings, for example, that right away, a lot of people, it, the energy gets stuck in the second chakra and the sacral. And because of that, it actually charges, it activates the sexual energy in there. And then people like have this, oh my God, I've had a sexual awakening. No, you have trapped Kundalini energy. It's not the same thing. These simple things that we have no idea about out there. And then we haphazardly go teach. And it's like, oh my God, I have so much sexual energy. What do I do with it? Let me start a sex class. Let me do this. I'm a coach now. I'm a sex coach now. Oh, oh my God, guys. No, <laughs> we are making grave mistakes and we're calling them spiritual awakenings. It's, no, it's spiritual ignorance. All right. So um, I could go on for hours just with this one example with Kundalini energy getting stuck in the sacral chakra, activating sexual energy that I could go on for hours and teach for hours about that. I'm giving you just an overview of this stuff so that you can understand you don't know what you don't know. We don't know what we don't know. No more haphazardly throwing yourself into things where you don't have the right teacher educating you. At the deepest level of why we're doing this practice, what does it entail? And we are so ADD now and lack the attention span to listen to deep teachings. And we're creating superficial surface level, surface layer stuff that we're engaging ourselves in, which is causing right now we're building up the long-term damage of that, that we will see in years to come. We need to be more responsible. We need to be more responsible. All right. So understand when you engage in any practice, even something as simple as meditation, it is time to learn more deeply why you're doing it, what the effects are. And no, not just, oh, the effects are you're going to be more calm. You're going to be more peaceful. Mm -mm. I'm guiding you and inviting you to go way deeper and gain a level of wisdom that, oh, I realize now that this is receptive meditation that I'm engaging in. And I sit around and I lack motivation to do a lot of things. Well, then guess what? Receptive meditation isn't what you should be practicing right now. You're out of balance. You are out of balance. You need more active meditation. You need the visualizations. And the same is true for those of you engaging in that. And only that, because I want to, I want to get, I want to create, I want the new car. I want the house. I want the job. I want the money. I want, I want, I want. So I'm going to visualize, I'm going to visualize, I'm going to visualize, I'm going to visualize. You're completely anchoring in your addiction to mind. In order to be balanced, here's what we teach at Masters of Self University and all of our coaching programs. It's built in. It's just automatically built in the way we teach you. You first start with the feminine, with open receptivity. You want to become the stillness, the beingness first. From the beingness, out of the stillness, out of the stillness, you become the presence. From presence, openness, receptivity, spaciousness, from there is when you add in the visualizing, the active meditation. Now I'm going to focus on this thing. Now I'm going to heal this thing inside of me. 
because I am grounded in my spaciousness, my openness, my receptivity, my feminine, my presence. Now I'm going to take action. Now action, taking action, when we're dealing with actual transformational healing, what heals is the feminine energy. But we first need to be open to healing or no healing takes place. When we decide and choose to take action and we do things like bring up the negativity, the stuff that needs to be healed, what is bringing up that stuff, when we choose to do that, we are in balance. We are in balance with all forms of healing, all forms of meditative practices, so to speak. We are creating balance within ourselves. We start with open receptivity, the stillness, the beingness, the nothingness. And from there, from that open spaciousness that we become, from there is when we take action. There is when we choose to do things and use a masculine energy to focus that tunnel vision. Now, what, I'm what am I going to do with this energy? I'm going to move forward and I'm going to take action. I'm going to complete this goal. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to manifest that. That's what it means to be in balance. We use both, all right? We use both. You learn to go into receptivity, openness, anchoring into the heart. One of our main focuses at Masters of Self University and everything we teach and everything I teach as a spiritual leader is to anchor everything into your heart center, into your heart chakra. Why? That is the centering, anchoring, balance system of your entire beingness of your energetic fields, of your physical body. That is the center point of balance, your heart chakra. That is the center balancing point. It balances absolutely everything, your entire energetic fields. It balances all of your chakras, your entire chakra system. Get balanced when you are anchored into your heart center. You are balanced. You become balanced in feminine, divine feminine, divine masculine energies when you are anchored into your heart. So when you focus and go there and connect there and from there, you do other meditative practices or yoga or any other tool that you might want to use, but you learn to go in and anchor into your heart chakra, your heart center first. That is what begins to create balance. It pulls up the stuff that needs to be healed that is bringing you out of balance. And it balances that beautiful divine feminine and masculine energy. That's why the heart center is the focal point of everything that we teach. It is at the center of everything we teach at Masters of Self University. All of our practices are focused in going into the heart and connecting there first. Because that's what automatically, energetically begins to create a balanced you. It balances your divine soul with your human you, your human self, your, your soul self and your human self. It starts to integrate and balance them as one. Okay. Your unhealed stuff that starts to balance all of that out in a, in a lot of different ways. Okay. So just remember everything that we're here to teach you at Masters of Self University and that I'm here to teach you as a spiritual leader today. As a modern spiritual leader, we have to come back into balance. And part of that balance is inviting you 
to really pursue deeper levels of education about the practices that you're choosing to engage in. Do not any longer, please, no longer should we haphazardly participate in things where we don't have, if that teacher isn't truly educating you in what these practices are, why you're engaging in them, not just, oh, here's the benefit of all of them, because all they're doing is manipulating. That's our marketing today. Manipulating to get you to pay money to come follow them. That needs to go away. Ask the questions. Challenge yourself to increase your attention span so that you can actually listen to true deep teachings, not just somebody telling you what you want to hear so you feel good for a few minutes. Those are false teachings and you are following surface level superficial stuff versus truly being educated and why this thing that you want to participate in, how is it really going to benefit you and why at the deepest levels? Stop pursuing people that just tell you what you want to hear, make you feel good for a couple minutes. That is ignorance. It's immaturity. It's time to grow up and it's time to mature in our willingness and our ability to truly become educated in this stuff. Okay, you have to have a willingness to learn. And why? Because it benefits you profoundly in every way possible. When you understand, oh my gosh, that's why I meditate all the time, but I still have all these unhealed problems. Yeah, you need to be educated. When you, we still have quote unquote gurus today that are teaching people, just meditate. That's all you have to do. Oh, oh, oh it drives me crazy drives me crazy to hear this garbage out there. And it isn't a criticism, by the way. It is, there's no judgment in it. None. I want you to hear the truth and how we are lacking true deeper levels of education with the stuff that people are producing and putting out for your consumption. It is time to learn a deeper level of discernment, people. I'm inviting you to learn a deeper level of discernment. Okay. Because that's how you'll be able to truly heal yourself at deeper levels and really come into balance with yourself. And that's what this is all about, to create harmony within you so we can create harmony together in this world. All right? So if you've benefited from this, listening to this, and you gained a little bit of knowledge today, please make sure you like and you share with everybody that you know could benefit from this as well. Like and share. Make sure you subscribe. And go visit us at mastersofselfuniversity.com. Get a free consultation from one of our coaches, okay? Because at the deepest levels, these are the kind of things that you will be learning while you completely transform yourself, your life, and your relationships. But they can't be transformed if you don't go to mastersofselfuniversity.com and sign up for our coaching programs, for our groups that are launched now, and available for you to participate in, okay? Get a free consultation, learn more, and join our groups, join our coaching programs, and I will see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening, you beautiful souls. Until next time, bye for now, everybody.